The Kennedy Paradox, Chapter 16. Aboard the Rex, Straits of Florida, Thursday, March 3rd, 1961, 10:11 a.m. When Pat stepped onto the Rex's deck, the thinning dark smoke from the upper stack drifted by him. The engines hummed through the open waters. The definite blue horizon line extended as far as he could see. Savage occasionally looked down from the bridge, and the soldiers were no longer at the rear of the vessel. Zamka leaned against the wall with his arms crossed. He never took off his sunglasses. Good morning, Captain. Zamka. Whiz Bart. The captain has other responsibilities. He told me about your conversation. You need to tell us who's gunning after the leaders of organized crime. Hatch's stomach tightened. I told Bart I wanted to meet with him. Can't afford to have people killed. Then they walked along the deck and he looked up at Savage, scanning the horizon through his binoculars. I object to that SOB Savage being on this vessel. <laughs> You're in no position to object to anything, Patch. You tell us major organized crime people are going to be taken out, yet you won't tell us by whom. These people are working with us right now to kill Castro. Maybe that's why Castro retaliated. Did you ever think of that? Zamka held the railing and looked out to sea. I can't argue with that. If I divulge his name, you could change history. Drop your cover, Patch. I'm weeding out the bullshit and trying my best to protect people. Organized crime? He turned to Patch. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Those people lost all their casinos when Castro took them. Millions of dollars. And we're trying to prevent a Russian footprint in Cuba. That's why we took your Higgins information so seriously. The tension pulled at Patch's neck and shoulders. Talking to people in Washington could change things. He remembered the textbooks, referring to an invasion of Cuba in December 1963, yet he sensed they were preparing for an invasion now. Had he changed things by returning to 1961? What about Korbinski's theories? I'm sure Higgins will be found before he defects. That'll help because we can debrief him about his contacts. In the stiff breeze and scorching sun, Patch leaned toward the ocean. Just let the whole thing play out. Patch spent the afternoon aft at the railing, sharing binoculars with the Cuban-born American named Spence Turling, who referred to himself several times as Macho. He had black eyes and dark thinning hair looped over, but he wore a New York Yankees cap to cover it all. When Batista left, so did I. I brought my family to Miami. Batista wasn't that bad as compared to Castro, said Patch. He placed his hand on Patch's shoulder. Now you know. Listen, I know these people your killer has targeted. God damn it, Patch, you need to tell us. You're aware that my life means nothing if I divulge that name. Not necessarily. You surely have additional information. We need these people and their expertise to kill the bastard in Havana. Do you understand? Listen, Spence, said Patch as he paused. You get me a meeting with the organized crime people and I'll tell them directly. Turtling nodded. Okay, I'll arrange it. The walkie-talkie on his belt sounded. Bring Kincaid up top. Turtling looked at Patch. You heard him. What now? asked Patch. I'm not sure, so let's just go. 
As he clipped the walkie-talkie back on his belt, Patch noticed Turtling's pistol in his side holster. They backed toward the dark smoke along the deck rail. He panned the horizon as he moved up the metal spiral stairs. Samka opened the cabin door. Bayo piloted the boat, and Savage manned the shortwave. We've located Antonio Cubello as I knew we would, said Zamka. Twenty-five years later, Cubello would finance a wide range of terrorist activities, possibly even the fatal nuclear devices. He doesn't know you, Kincaid, said Savage, headphones on his ears. Zamka sat on the window lip. He owns Cubello's restaurant in Miami, Texas. I've had a few drinks there. A few? laughed Turtling. Zamka grinned. How does a restaurant owner go to financing nuclear bombs? asked Patch. Turtling removed his cap and used his fingers to flip his hair over. He works the rackets and slot machines and manages the financial assets throughout cities in the southern United States. He's connected to Carlos Marcello in New Orleans, replied Zamka. Savage, sneering at Patch, removed the headphones. Stan, Bob Dietrich is on the channel. Zamka nodded, moved up to Savage. He pointed at Savage's chest. Apologize to Kincaid. Ah, come on, Stan. Zamka nodded to Turtling. Turtling removed his silver pistol. But I don't get you, Lieutenant. I have hundreds who will. Savage closed his eyes and pressed his lips like a little kid caught stealing money. He hung his head, shuffled over to Patch, and spoke in a military cadence. Captain Kincaid, I apologize for my actions toward you. He saluted and exited down the stairs. Apology not accepted, grumbled Patch. Turtling smiled and placed the gun back in his holster. Bob, what do we do about Cubello? Zamka sat on the edge of the counter, one headphone to his right ear, and nodded. I understand this, right. Jack LaRue? Then your people will trail Cabello. What about the others? Okay. No, nothing. You'll be the first to know. Okay, Bob. Zamka out. What are we doing? Asked Turtling, stepping up to Zamka. I didn't tell him Kincaid wanted to meet with our friends. Arrange a meeting, Spence. Make it soon. Listen, word is already spreading about Patch's assassin. I'll get on it right away. Let's find the physicist. Agreed, replied Patch as he returned to the window. Stopping Carlos from killing the Mafia men would probably change history, depending on the validity of Kubinski's theories. But Patch sensed that killing Carlos would change everything. Aboard the wrecks, Straits of Florida, March 3rd, 1961, 3.05 p.m. Savage leaned over the radar as the sweeping line circled 360 degrees around the green luminescent screen, producing a breakdown of vessels in the area. Stan, come over here! Zamka lowered the binoculars, squinted, and moved across the bridge. What have you got, Sergeant? I'm not sure, but I think we have images on both ends of the sweep that may converge. Patch moved forward with Bayo. On the western and eastern portions of the screen were two identical blips. The radio crackled. Zamka. Zamka lifted the microphone. Go ahead. This is uh, Will Rutherford. Howdy, said Zamka. We're tracking two boats. One left Key West this morning, the other we believe has come from Cuba. 
Zamka raised his brow. Patch returned to the window and lifted his binoculars. A red and white Coast Guard boat bobbed with the rolling waves to the north. He swung the binoculars toward the horizon. He didn't see the boats. We have them on radar, Will. Bring the wrecks toward the eastern vessel stand. Zamka nodded at Bale. Patch had wondered where the captain of the wrecks had been. The vessel began turning immediately. Implemented, Will. Stand by. This could be it. The wrecks gently rolled in the water and the engines produced a low resonating hum and more dark smoke. Patch noticed a long black and red tanker further out to sea, but he didn't spot the Cuban boat. Zamker and Turtling were both perched at the bridge rail. Savage, rifle strapped over his shoulder, quickly descended the spiral stairs. Several soldiers appeared aft and the machine guns were rolled into place. Are we going to gun him down or just stop him? asked Patch. Zamka kept the binoculars to his eyes. That depends on Higgins. Patch spoke to Turtling. Do you think Higgins is aboard that Cuban boat? All sorts of things go on down here, Patch. Hiding on speedboats, garbage containers, hot air balloons, floating rafts, you name it. A smaller white Coast Guard boat buzzed alongside the wrecks. Menkowitz, wearing a blue windbreaker, waved at him from the craft. Savage and two other soldiers looped a metal ladder over the railing below and secured it in place. The tiny boat docked alongside the wrecks and gently rocked in the waves as Menkowitz scurried up the ladder. The soldiers pulled him aboard the boat. He had a manila envelope in his hand and waved at Patch as he started down the deck. Savage pulled up the ladder and the little Coast Guard boat veered off. Mankiewicz climbed the spiral stairs and Zamka let the binoculars dangle. You okay, Patch? Patch nodded. Mankiewicz handed the envelope to Zamka. Zamka moved onto the bridge and pulled the materials from the envelope. Ray, I need to know where they brought Kate. Is she all right? He shook his head and studied Patch's bruised face. I don't know. I've been in briefing sessions in Virginia. Who did this to you? You're a pal in mine, Sergeant Savage. Well, this is bullshit. I'm calling Robert Asham. Savage has been reprimanded by Zamka, but I hate the son of a bitch. He's a decorated vet. He's gone into places where others cut and run. Good, send him to hell. Will you do that for me, Ray? The moron beats me with two other guys and then apologizes as if everything's going to be all right. Well, he was probably under orders. Who cares? Patch scanned the horizon. What was in the envelope? Intel on Higgins. Kincaid, Mankiewicz, called Zamka and he waved them over. Turtling looked over his shoulder at the contents of the envelope. In the black and white wire photo, a tall crew cut man clad in a long leather jacket had one hand on a Corvette and held the briefcase with his other hand. Recognize him, Patch? Patch cleared his throat. No. <clears throat> no, I never met this man. Interesting. The photograph is Stephen Higgins, taken two months ago in Wisconsin. This is his car. He was getting money even then. It's important that he does not, and I repeat, does not go over to the Russians. It's vital. This guy will set in motion a chain of events that will destroy... Destroy the United States. We've heard the story, Patch, said Zamka. Minkowitz faced him. Listen up, Patch. We've had people talking to his sister. She hasn't heard from him since last week, nor has the wife. Either the Russians killed him or they want him on their side. 
I'm more worried about retrograde. Without the proper 1986 power-up, it could happen soon. I'm not going to listen to that time travel crap, said Zamka. First things first, said Turtling. Let's get Higgins. Patch and Mankiewicz moved toward the railing, but Mankiewicz motioned him down the stairs. They reached the deck and headed up front, away from Savage and his gang. Patch, I'm the only person with these cowboys who understands retrograde. More importantly, I'm the only person who believes your damn story. Patch stopped midway and viewed the long red tanker's hull on the horizon. Ray, I will tell you more names, including the big enchilada. I know you will. He lit a cigar, and the smoke quickly swept into the undulating ocean air. Some people pack a toothbrush when they travel. I pack cigars. But since Castro, I don't get the same quality. Nothing like a good Cuban cigar. Zamka shouted from a megaphone on the bridge. We have a visual on the Cuban boat. Patch instantly looked through the binoculars as the engines revved. More smoke rose skyward from the stack as the boat sloshed against the surf. Let's go up top, Patch. Patch nodded and they returned to the spiral stairs. Zamka leaned over the radar. Shit, screamed Turtling. Mankiewicz crossed the bridge. What happened? Zamka looked up. Goddamn Cuban boat was a diversion. What do you mean? asked Mankiewicz. There's a plane approaching from Cuba. He stroked his chin. Maybe they have a backup with the boat. Well, where the hell is Higgins? asked Mankiewicz. We're watching two vessels on the radar out of Key West, said Turtling. We need to intercept those boats once we confirm Higgins is aboard, said Zamka. Oh, just take down the plane, said Savage at the top of the stairs. I'm not going to start an international incident, because we need cause, Sergeant, and Higgins is the justification. I say just take him out. Fortunately, you are not in charge. Now get below and await orders. Yes, sir. The guy is a loose cannon, said Patch to Mankiewicz as Savage descended the stairs. We have boats all over the place in a plane. The question, Patch, is where is Dr. Stephen Higgins? <laughs>